0: A Popo MX Network production. Welcome to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show presented by Maxis Tires and Renthal on RacerXOnline.com.com. With your continued support of our sponsors, we have surpassed 1,500 podcasts delivered with over 15 million downloads. Click that Amazon banner on Pulp MX to help us out. Donate via Patreon if it suits you. As always, enrich your modal lifestyle by working with the sponsors who support us. Ah.
1: Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Fly Racing Racer X podcast, remote via Hawaii. I'm Steve Mathis. Thanks to Fly Racing, flyracing.com. Please check them out on the web and uh, grab some Fly Racing gear while you can, please, uh, and support them in this time. And the best thing you can do is maybe go out dirt bike riding. And also, thanks to Rental, rentall.com, and, of course, the folks at Max's Tires, Alex Ray using Max's Tires uh, out there with AJ Cantanzaro. And speaking of Rental, this man on the line uses Renthal. Uh, when he races, he has for years, and uh, we're happy to have him here remotely. Adam Cincerillo, what's up, AC? Uh, not a whole lot, man. Just uh, waiting to race. Dude, right? Uh, I mean, it's hard. Like, you're one of those guys. Like, you get it. Um, it's hard to think about, oh, man, I got to, I got to, what about my career? What about the Supercross season? What about, like, we're all just stuck right now. There's just, just greater things to worry about, right?
0: Yeah. I mean, when anything happens at a scale this big, you know, I think it makes it, it allows you to kind of take a step back and understand, you know, it puts the sport and and sports in general in perspective, you know, when it's kind of affecting the world and how people live in general. Um, you know, and it's pretty, it's been pretty crazy seeing, you know, the NBA and the, uh, I mean, I know the NFL is not in season, but uh, hockey and uh, the PGA tour, everything just coming to a stop. And, um, yeah. It seems like the whole world's kind of stopped moving right now. Yeah. It's pretty wild.
1: Yeah. We got a, I got a DM or an Instagram thing about like, Oh, AC's got to love this. It allows him to, you know, heal up and come racing. And I'm like, I didn't reply to the guy, but I'm like, bro, I think that's the last thing he's really worried about right now is he could jump into yeah. supercross, you know?
0: <laughs> so. Seriously. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's honestly, uh, obviously I'm missing probably one less race than I would have otherwise. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, but yeah, definitely not what I wanted. Um, and any stretch of the imagination, it's been, it's been pretty wild and hectic. And, and then, you know, not knowing when we're going to race, you know, there's so many rumors flying around about, you know, potentially doing double headers or racing in Vegas, a bunch racing in front of no fans, all this stuff. Yeah. So it's one of those things where we have to, you know, the stuff that we're doing, like we still have to stay in shape and still have to stay sharp, but it, it, it's hard not really knowing. And I'm sure a lot of people in a lot of different sports feel that way right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of people just in life in general, I guess, just kind of, it's just an uncertainty about what you're doing. Yeah. And, it's been, it's it's definitely something very unique. You know, I, I don't think I ever thought something like this would happen in my career or my lifetime. Really. It's not something you think about.
1: No, absolutely not. But do you like, obviously, you know, we're hoping to get some super costs in and I think whether it's before the outdoors or whether it's in the fall, I think we get super costs in, but you don't, you're not going to ride super costs, uh, like to stay sharp during the week. Would you ride outdoors or would you just ride super costs? I I don't know. I don't know what to, what do you do?
0: (laughs) Yeah, there's, I don't think there's any right or wrong answer. I think it depends on the individual, but for me, I, for one, I only had, I started riding last Thursday and, um, it's, uh, what is it? Wednesday Mm -hmm. now next of the next week. So, I uh, have four days on Supercross. I, I don't even have any motocross suspension here okay. um, yet. I think I'll start riding outdoors either tomorrow or Friday. But uh, I just wanted to get back up to speed on Supercross to know where I, you know, know whenever it comes time to race again, um, whether it be Supercross, I, I'm I'm ready for it. So I got back up to speed on Supercross. I felt got comfortable again, and mm-hmm. then now we're gonna get some outdoors and some outdoor testing under our belt as well. So just kind of tightening everything up and and staying in shape and staying sharp. Like you said,
1: well, the only thing for me, like I was thinking supercross is dangerous, more dangerous than outdoors. Let's say it's a little more risky to step away from soupy for a little bit might be what I would think as a manager or as a, as a rider, I might be like, Hey, I need a few weeks of supercross when we know we're going to have a race. But for now I'm going to stay off supercross. But yeah, if you don't have any suspension or whatever, then yeah, who knows? Right. Yeah.
0: I mean, I think it's hard to throw the risk thing at it because I mean, anytime you get on a dirt bike and go as fast as we do, it's it's a risk. But good point. um, I I I certainly understand that point too. I mean, more jumps, more room for error. But um, yeah, I've actually I've had a good time riding since (laughs) I've been back, even though there's not really a goal. I've been actually just riding by myself and um, yeah, and just doing some motos. It's been a good time. But uh, yeah, back on super or back on outdoors, I think tomorrow, and then I think. Right. we'll be there for at least a couple of weeks
1: um how do you so you were off the bike for a month ish are you are you high why what, what are we at right now you, i
0: mean you're way off no it was like i was off the bike i think two weeks and maybe two weeks and a couple of days
1: Was oh, that it was that it yeah god dude yeah i'm yeah i'm lost in my time which is not surprising um, so yeah, so you didn't really lose any fitness, you didn't lose any strength, here we go. And No, so, yeah. it,
0: it, it, it's funny, because I normally notice, like, throughout the years, I notice if if something's bothering me, and I have to take a couple weeks off, anything after two weeks is when I start to notice a decline, and I pretty much was able to start running and cycling and everything within, you know, three or four days post-surgery, so, mm-hmm. and I was able to get back on the bike basically right at two weeks, and to be honest, I felt physically probably even right now. I still feel physically better than I did before. Mm-hmm. Um, I had the little injury there, so it's it's funny as dirt bike racers and a lot of other people. I mean, they can lie to you, but if they were telling the truth, right? Um, you know, when the, it, it, people always get insecure about what they're doing and, and if they're not doing enough, and right, and, and most of the time it's like what we don't know how to do is rest. You know, it, it's super hard to say all right, man, you got to chill for a couple of days. You know, you feel like you're losing it. You feel like you're losing your edge or ever. And I think that's just a natural athlete way to look at things, but stuff like that, you know, being forced to kind of chill out for two weeks and then to come back and see, um, you know, how much, I guess, how good I feel. I think yeah. that'll, I think that's something I've learned from a little bit um, in a sense of, you know, I kind of just want to hammer it. Not all the time, yeah. but um, I think sometimes you kind of, can convince yourself you're not doing enough instead of too much so
1: speaking kind of, of good little yeah. learning curve speaking of uh, of riders and trainers did you see uh filthy phil's tweet the other day no i didn't what do he say i'm sure it's okay. good so funny that people think training is a big secret in our sport you can either ride a dirt bike or not lol you and your trainer's little jazzercise program doesn't make a hell of a difference it's
0: beautiful. It's good. There's right? one yeah. for the masses. He he appeals to the masses he does. that one. He does. Um Yeah. Yeah. It is it is kind of it sometimes I do get annoyed with some people nowadays. They get so lost in like the the cycling and the gym and yeah. you know, how you're lifting and what you're lifting where you, it's super easy to get lost and and not let riding be kind of the main focus and like your expertise, right? Mm-hmm. I think I'm guilty of doing that um, a little bit earlier in my career with cycling, I was always crazy into it, yeah. you know, and just had to hammer all the time. And to the point where it affected my riding. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean,
0: yeah, y- y- you ride it, a dirt
1: bike for a living. Let's ride your dirt bike a ton, right? I mean, yeah,
0: <laughs> yep, exactly. So yeah, I agree. Uh, it, it, it's something that yes, you can, you can put a lot of focus into it and even enjoy what you're doing off the bike. Mm-hmm. But I think, you, it, it's a fine line there. You got to, you have to let riding still be the main thing kind right. of in your life. Essentially.
1: Okay. I'm going to give you some scenarios for restarting the sport here. And you tell me what you think is the best one or what you would prefer. All right. Yep. Okay. Hit me. First one, just Supercross is done and we go right into outdoors at some point. Okay. Second one. Okay. Second one. We squeeze like one or two super crosses in the, and then we go to outdoors, maybe push outdoors back a little bit. That's scenario two. But we get a couple supercrosses in before the outdoors. Three, supercross is done. We ride outdoors whenever, like we may have to push that back. And then in the fall, we pick up and grab seven more races, including maybe the Monster Energy Cup being the finale.
0: Yeah, I like number two better. Okay, number I like two. I think cu- that's the best one. Yep. I think push everything
1: back. Yep. So we so but finish Supercross, however that works with Feld and MX yep. Sports, and then, and then start outdoors. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, I mean, if you want to talk about everybody complaining about no offseason now, <laughs> and then talk <laughs> right. about racing Supercross after outdoors. Yeah, I mean that is the old. That's like an ultra marathon right there. It's well, gnarly.
1: And even when you look at riders' contracts that are up in October, October one, right? Um, what are you going to yeah. do? Right? Like, how's that going to work? Right? Yeah. <laughs> I think. Yeah.
0: Realistically realistically i think we get in a couple supercross races somewhere somehow yep and then kind of just go right into outdoors the very next weekend yeah most likely
1: yeah i kind of think that that's probably the most likely one but i know all these things are on the table like i get them from people that would know you know like not, nothing's yeah. decided but these are all things that have been thrown about yeah so. i
0: think i mean i know a little bit from just what my you know what the team's been telling me about mm-hmm. the you know the meetings with Feld and all that and it seems like uh, there, like you said, there's a lot of options on the table. Like there's really nothing, like nobody really knows what to do.
1: Right. Right. Um,
0: I mean, the situation's unique.
1: No, absolutely. Yeah. And, 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 and anyone who says this is what's going to happen is lying. Cause none of us know. Oh yeah. No, nobody yeah, knows. They're, just, they're searching for a hot take there. <laughs> right. Right. Well, listen, if you listen to Pulp Omec show next Monday night, I will tell you what is going to happen. <laughs> For real. That would sell. (laughs) It really would. Um, obviously we know what happened. Uh, broke your collarbone. Um, at, uh, I don't even know Atlanta. No, no, Arlington. Arlington. Thank you. Um, up until that point, were you satisfied with the way your season was going? I feel like I saw you after a couple of races really pissed, but you had a publicly, you had a good outlook. Um, other times it's been awesome and amazing, uh, leading laps and everything else. Uh, I'm just, I'm an optimist, even though some people would disagree. And I think this is no matter this collarbone thing is so small, such a minor thing in in your career that I would be really stoked with how everything's been going.
0: Yeah. I mean, like you said, being pissed off, I think that that's more so when I feel I didn't get everything out of it in terms of my finish. Mm-hmm. If, I mean, if you were to talk to me after Anaheim two, for example, where I just didn't have it that night and I didn't go with the track and yep. I was just not great and went backwards and got sixth place like i really wasn't that mad at that race because that was the best i had Mm -hmm. you know but there's these other races like tampa um where i was running second for a while and we had such a big gap on on kenny and webb um and that would have been an easy second for me if i just i mean i could have backed it down a second a lap yeah and i tossed it away in the whoops and i'm like you gotta be shitting me you know (laughs) Um, it's that kind of stuff that's frustrated me the most but I mean, in hindsight, you know, when I look back, it's I was doing my best the whole time. You know, it's not one of those things where I was, you know, satisfied in the position I was in or, um, you know, of course yeah. I look back at the race with Cooper in San Diego and, you know, should have gone, should have gone here, should have gone there. Yeah. But uh, as far as like my speed wise, I honestly, I legitimately surprised myself with how well I was able to adapt to the pace of mm-hmm. those guys, because it is quite a bit more than the 250 yeah. class i mean like i mean san diego for example i and even oakland when i was behind kin there for a little bit you know i'm riding at a pace where i feel like on a 250 i would have a you know an eight second lead right. and then you have you know six guys on you and the second you decide to slow down a little bit you're in fourth place
1: yeah you know? so um yeah, you, yeah it's been yeah, go ahead. Well, you told me at Oakland, like when you passed Eli, when you stuffed him there in that corner, you're like, you said two things to me. And I think they were on the record. I hope they weren't off the record, but you said two things to me. One, you figured Eli would get you back. And two, he was holding you up. You got to go. And, and and that's the pace in that track, in that class. And I just passed that on to another guy. I forget who I was talking to. And I'm like, yeah, like AC said, I can't wait for you, bro. I got to go, which is the big difference in that class. There is no, yeah, there's no checking yeah. up.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's crazy. I mean, even if watching the races on the couch, the, the last couple of weekends, you see a guy's entire race get decided whether he passes a guy or not, because yeah. if he doesn't take yeah. advantage of the one mistake the guy makes in front of him, mm-hmm. um, And the guy behind him right there. And then he passes them. And then it's like, you have to mentally regroup and then go back after that dude. And meanwhile, you have another guy behind you right. that is on a right. factory motorcycle. Yeah. You know, it's, it's pretty wild but the the mental state has to always be forward and even more so in and obviously this class in the little bike class um you know these guys just know how to take advantage of it more and you can sense it coming off somebody Mm -hmm. you know whether they are trying not to go backwards or they're trying to go forward right and and that's something that i've had to kind of like you just have to put yourself in that mindset you're always forward it doesn't matter who it is and you know, as a rookie coming in, you have Ken Roxon or Eli Tomac in front of you. It's hard to convince yourself that you need to <laughs> still go forward, you know? Yeah. And yeah. I, I might sound like, I don't know, somebody that's not as confident or whatever saying that, but that's not true at all. I'm just being honest. Yeah. That's how, that's just how it is. And I feel like I, I have now convinced myself that, that I can beat those guys, you know? And, and so my, I, I like where my mindset's at now, um, you know, kind of as mm-hmm. opposed to maybe the first couple of races in the season. Cause yeah. I mean, even I look back in at Anaheim one where after I made that mistake, I was right behind Justin. I'm like, you know, if I look back and I had the mindset I have now, then I mean, who knows what I could have done there, you know, right. but I was just a little bit too satisfied. I'm like, you know, r- second place, um, you know, your rookie supercross race, that's not bad, you know, but that's, that's not getting everything out of your ability on the night.
1: You know? No, no, for sure. What's it been like to work with Oscar, uh, Weirderman, uh, just a legend guy. He's worked with Stu. He's worked with Chad. Just how's that been?
0: <clears throat> yeah, it's super cool, man. I mean, you know, how I am with all the, we're yeah. watching all the old supercrosses and stuff and you just always see those. I mean, I, I call him a famous mechanic, you know, he's like <laughs> Gosler or anybody else, you know, he's seen his face all the time. They almost become like the riders in a sense. They're attached to the riders. And
1: uh, math, math Mathis too, or no.
0: Well, you know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, well, you know, <laughs> uh, no, but you know how it is. Yeah. It's been, it's been cool to, right. you know, have somebody with his credibility kind of, I guess, guiding me through, um, helping me, uh, my well, rookie season. It's been cool. And it, it's, certainly i have an open mind anyway but certainly when it comes to somebody um with his experience and background it's it's really easy to kind of take what he has to say and really take it hard and and be able to um grow from it
1: well according to chad reed he's he's the smartest guy in the pits so there we go Uh, yeah he's smart and (laughs) there's a lot of stuff
0: too i mean he he just knows his i guess Skill set is very broad yes so it it, it fits his role as crew chief perfectly Mm -hmm. where he can kind of um you know fill in the gaps here and there and 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 help me out and man he's so so smart with suspension too it's it's been as you know and as a lot of our listeners know that uh you know suspension on a 450 even you know compared to a 250 it's it's probably 50 percent more important and um yeah, if I didn't have him in that department, it would be uh, definitely not as good. He's, a, he's, he's very smart.
1: All right, let's delve into some other topics here uh, on a shortened Fly Racing Racer X podcast from Hawaii, presented by Renthal and Maxis with Adam Sean Cirillo. Also, Race Tech. Thanks to folks at Race Tech for making this happen. Uh, Pulp 20 is the code to save at Race Tech. Go out and can't really get coronavirus go, when you're out riding by yourself, AC. So go, go ride and buy Renthal and Maxis and Race Tech and fly right? I mean, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Um, Hey, so, uh, you're in Florida now. Are you going to, what was the decision behind that? Like, obviously we got this whole thing going on. You you got on an airplane at some point. Um, are you going to stay there and ride this thing out on the East coast? You're going to go back to West coast. What's your plan there? Do you have one?
0: Um, I, I, it's kind of all tentative right now to be honest, but my plan was to go in uh, a week or two, go back to California and actually do some testing. Okay. I'm um, a little bit more testing on Supercross, and then once we were all dialed there, uh, switch back over to outdoors and, and get our initial testing done there. But it's kind of all up in the air. With you know, it's raining out in California a bunch right now, so it's kind of off the table. But whenever the weather clears up, I guess I have to kind of assess the situation and right and and go from there.
1: How's the social distancing going with Jenna?
0: Yeah. I mean, I actually just moved into a new house okay. on, on a golf course. So yep. she just waves at me from the tee box in the backyard most of the time. <laughs> How's
1: the stock of toilet paper? How are we doing?
0: Oh, we're good. Yeah. We, okay. So I'm one of those guys that goes to the store and uh, doesn't realize that I have toilet paper already at the house and yep. I grabbed grab some. And so when we went to move, we we found about 67 rolls of toilet paper under the okay. bathroom sink. So well, we're all dialed in.
1: I was going to say, if there's ever an issue, you can always start trading gear for toilet paper. If we, if we get low and you know what I mean? Like you, you got ways yeah. to get some, right? Like who wants a signed Jersey? Exactly. Uh, all right, dude, seriously though, I'm struggling with no hockey. You got no, bas- you got no basketball. There's obviously no moto. Um, I'm struggling I don't know what to do.
0: Yeah, I bet, man. The hockey thing. When as soon as I saw the NHL tweet that they're you know postponing yeah. the season, I I immediately thought of you. How how are the Maple Leafs this year?
1: Yeah, well, not as good as they should be. Um, not playing as well as. Ball. Yes, exactly. I told somebody that if the season gets suspended, you can say that the Leafs didn't not lose the cup this year. Like they, you know, it wasn't a year where they they didn't lose the cup. So I don't know. I don't know. That might be the the, the bright spot of the whole thing. They they were going to get knocked out in the first round anyways by Tampa or Boston. So it didn't really matter. Um, you love NBA. So is it, are you just, is it Netflix for you? What What, what is it? What's going on?
0: Oh, man, uh, to be honest, during a, a time like this where I, uh, yeah, we, we don't have much going on. I try to, I try my best to find motivation and as corny as it sounds and it's as much of a goofball as i am i actually may surprise some people i actually am dedicated to what i do mm-hmm. but I, I really try to get better and i feel like it's it's easier for me to like really lock in where i almost whether it's true or not i almost feel like everybody's a little bit off guard right now sure. you know like yeah. i don't i don't feel like there's a lot of people out there like striving to be a whole lot better in. And that's maybe that's just something I tell myself because <laughs> yeah, of be. the situation. I don't be. know. But um, I've been really working on some of my technique on the motorcycle. And oh, okay. um, I've, been in the, I've been in the gym a few days a week when normally like maintenance is normally just two. So right. I've been and I know that doesn't sound like a lot, but it makes a, a pretty big difference. And sure. just doing some things to try to be, um, you know, just try to get my base fitness up for, you know, when it comes time to race outdoors and all that stuff. And, and really just trying to take it day by day um also i like i told you I, I just moved to a house for the golf course i've been playing a lot of golf and doing all that good stuff so mm-hmm. um yeah man, just trying to get better trying to be trying to win some of these damn things whenever we do race again
1: i can't believe you moved away from gringo he's going to be heartbroken Damn it.
0: I know, huh? We're just down the road,
1: basically. It's okay, all, all right. Well, seriously, Gringo's around. Gringo
0: always parks in the street, dude. He's got a couple cars outside his house. Yeah. He's always parking in the street.
1: <laughs> it's a struggle. It's like,
0: it's one of those, it's, he lives behind a blind corner, too, so yeah, yeah. like you dodge his cars, right? Well, and it's like a 50-50 chance you head on it.
1: Come cal- I? Call the Neighborhood uh, Association on, on his ass. No, I would
0: never do that. <laughs> never do
1: that. Uh, Tom Brady to the Bucks. Bro, I tweeted Love out like I said, "There's nothing. Tom Brady's leaving the Patriots, and like this, the virus is going on. Like, what, what the hell is happening in the world?" I know it's it's
0: insane. The NFL is the only sport that's going to escape this thing. Just absolutely <laughs> right. Just, right. Right. If anything, they're benefiting from it right now. It's yeah. like the the free agency moves in the NFL are the are the like number one trending topics in all of the world. Well, you know nothing what? They, they really on.
1: they really needed some help in, in the popularity. Uh, Bit so they really needed. The, yeah, a really good boost right? for, yeah it's, a, it's a really good boost, right? Yeah, uh, it's a really good
0: boost for them. So uh, no, but I'm, I'm excited to see. I, I'm a big Teddy Bridgewater fan. You see, he's going to the Panthers. Panthers, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: That'll be good. I love the fact that you know he blew out every ligament in his knee and right, and that people said it was probably going to be yeah, down and man. everything, and then he just fought he, back, right? Um, he destroyed that thing. So cool. uh, this is going to be a hot take though. But Brady's not that good anymore. Everybody. Like he's not Yeah. He, he, I, yep. like, look at what he, like, obviously his players weren't great around him, but I don't know, man. I think the Bucks might've just walked into something where they're like, wait, <clears throat> I mean, Winston was, he was a 30, 30 guy, <laughs> 30 picks, 30 TDs. Yeah,
0: yeah. I know. He huh? yeah. wanted 30 million too. I heard. Yeah. Like that, but yeah. Um, yeah. It's wild. It's wild. I, I don't know what's going to happen. I it's It's crazy to me that he is, he has left the Patriots at forty two or, or forty three, or whatever it is. Right. You know? Forty three. What's he going to play until he's, you know, forty eight? He's like that kicker, Vinatieri. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's just going to just keep going, right? Um, yeah. Yeah. Crazy. I, um. Yeah, I don't know what's. I don't know. It's weird. It's gonna. It's gonna be a lot of time with your significant others and your families, everybody. So just hang in there and deal yeah, with it, right? Yeah. Tough it out. Right. Um. All right. A couple more things before we go. So, what was the biggest surprise to racing 450 supercars for you I and mean, maybe we covered it with just the fact how aggressive you got to be and how you got to always move forward but w- was there something else biggest surprise i wouldn't say i i would say the biggest surprise and this is going
0: to sound cocky it's not the biggest <laughs> surprise is that i wasn't really blown away by anything
1: okay yeah yeah no, I, that, I, think, I, I think that makes sense yeah it's not cocky because i've 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 prided myself
0: i guess the, the last few years um i guess when i kind of started Showing some potential again after I was uh, kind of you know had a stagnant couple years, mm-hmm. like when I realized that I was actually making gains in the sport, I, I started probably maybe studying a little bit more than um, somebody would at the stage of my career I was yeah. at because I yeah. really didn't want to get to this level and be surprised.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, I didn't. I wanted to give myself a shot to be good right away, and I've really, I've really tried to kind of hone in on what everybody else seems to do the guys that are experienced and the guys that win. And obviously I don't have it figured out or anything by any means, but I feel like I've been able to kind of jump ahead of the learning curve a little bit just by kind Mm -hmm. of paying attention. If that makes sense.
1: Yeah. Okay. It does make sense.
0: Yeah. Um, that's all I got for you.
1: All right. No, that, that's good. Um, By the way, uh, I don't know. I'm sure you don't listen. Do you listen to podcasts? Do you listen to not moto ones, but do you listen to regular podcasts? I don't know if you... To
0: be honest with you, I don't. I don't too much. Sometimes I go through phases where I'll do for like a month or two and then...
1: Because I always think of you as a guy that wants to... You're curious. You want to learn. And maybe there's some podcasts that you're into it. You know what I mean? That you're into, but...
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm a big documentary guy.
1: Yeah. Yep. Uh, as I am too. I just, I just watched one of Mike Wallace the other day. It was really interesting. He's before your time. He was a news guy from 60 minutes. Remember the show 60 minutes? Yeah. Oh yeah. He had an incredible life. Uh, I want you to know though, like if there's any sort of moto podcast out there, um, they can just call Chris Betts and it's just kind of like having you on there. We get updates about you, a lot of talk about you. And then Betts is just, he's phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal guys, podcast guest. Anybody? Guys, high energy <laughs> would be the would be it's, the phrase.
0: Man, that guy is just—he was actually—he just they just sent him home from spring training. I saw that, and he had—he's yeah. driving back to California. He stopped at my house for a couple of days, man, and yeah. I'm still running on an energy high.
1: Did you see? He tweeted farewell to the some middle-aged guy in a white car that he was driving. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh yeah, just, I love it. The guy's got it. He's got it locked and loaded at all times unbelievable the vibe is high
1: right okay so before i let you go here uh adam Cincerillo on the uh fly racing racer x podcast presented by maxis and the guys at Renthal. before i let you go here so a lot of us are going to be stuck watching old races um i'm putting you a bit on the spot here but what are a couple of old races that we should watch what are your favorites Toronto fourteen. Ah, oh, Toronto fourteen, yeah.
0: Let's not watch let's not watch the two fifty class. <laughs> Let, class. Yeah. Um Yeah, you weren't even there for I that. Say?
1: You were you would have been in the hospital or whatever, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Houston two thousand one one twenty five class is a good one. Which is uh two thousand one one twenty five? That's uh Preston. Preston, yeah, okay. Yeah.
0: Don't give it away though.
1: No, Don't no, yeah. I know what you mean.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh what else I got for you? I mean, pretty much any race from 05,
1: unbelievable. Yeah, great season. Uh, I'm going to do it to Chad, but I love Unadilla 02, 125 oh, class. Come on, bro. I know. huh Are tough. you? Is that something you're going to do down the road? Is that what we're thinking of, of waving somebody by? No. <laughs> Dude, that Never. was the, that. You weren't around. Like, okay, so the whole thing. Chad was telling Cycle News, like, like he was telling the whole thing. He's just like, I can't. I can't start with it. I, ju- I just got to find them. If I can start with them, I got, I got them, you know? Yeah, <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs> <is> so, gnarly. <laughs> oh, Stu. so gnarly. Oh, it's so bad. It's uh, yeah. How about, God. uh, getting off topic though. Uh, so when are you in your 450 career going to be like Stu and not even ride the last practice, just not even ride did, it, dude. He did that. Yes. He did that a few times on Suzuki.
0: I'm good. I don't know, dude. I don't think ever. I'm a, I'm a big, I'm a big rules guy. Right. Like right. I got to stick to the program. Can
1: you imagine being so confident and everything? You just don't ride the last practice. You just, just
0: take, you take seven hours <laughs> off and you go out in the heat race, and you, you ride at 1230 and then your heat race is at eight. No problem. No
1: problem for James. <laughs> sometimes, <laughs> sometimes he would do like a lap or two and then pull off. Other times he wouldn't even show really? up at all. Yeah. It was phenomenal. Yeah, I, I remember a story.
0: I remember a story. Somebody told me that he pulled all his tear-offs off before an outdoor race on a 125 or something like that. On I the heard, gate. Is that,
1: I, heard, I think that's urban legend. Is that real? I know, but you you got to think Stu would confirm that if we asked him. We need to, yeah. Did you really pull all your – so the story is he saw he's on the starting line, 125, pulls all his tear-offs off. Somebody, he told either Beaker or the goggle guy or some, Padge or somebody, I'm not going to need these.
0: <laughs> yeah, something like that. Yeah. We've got to figure it out. If anything, we don't figure it out, and we just confirm it ourselves right now and start just confirming yeah. the narrative, and in a year from now, it's fact.
1: Right, right. I was texting with him, and he's gone silent again because I was texting with him about those recaps, which was amazing. They were amazing. Yeah, and then he's yeah gone. those things are good, man. Now he's gone silent again. He's gone. We lost him. <laughs> so. I'll see him. I'll see him uh, on a golf course out here somewhere. You will. All right, Adam. Well, Hey man, thanks for your time. I appreciate it. I know, um, you know, things are weird right now and all that, but we're trying to provide our listeners and readers with some content, right? Like I got, I got a lot of people saying thanks for still doing stuff. And whether it's racer X, whether it's pulp MX or whatever, I appreciate your time so we can help people try to, you know, forget about what's going on a little bit and think, get back into moto, you know? So yeah,
0: absolutely. Absolutely. Everybody stay safe out there. And, Enjoy the time with your family, I guess, right? It's all, all we can do.
1: That's it, man. Thanks, Adam.
0: Yep. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the fly racing, Steve Mathis show.
1: search pulp mx in the
0: itunes store to enjoy these and over 800 great motocross podcasts
1: As the days and the